Hi, and welcome to Grounding with Gem. I'm Gem Wilson, and I'm a mindset coach and founder of Vala Energy. I'm so excited to help you up-level your mindset, ground back into your body, and reconnect with nature to live your most fulfilling and expansive life. I truly believe that whatever you can see in your mind, you can manifest into your reality, and I can't wait to share my practical tips for life, love, and business with you. Thanks for joining me today, and let's jump right in. Hi, and welcome back to Grounding with Jam. I hope you've had a great week so far. If you're in the northern hemisphere, it's probably getting very dark for you. And if you're anything like me, it's a bit of a struggle to get up in the morning. But fear not because solstice is next week. And as my mum always says, her granny Davis used to say, the days come out a cock's tread. (laughs) Get your mind out of the gutter. She's talking about a cockerel, uh, which means that they come out a little bit every day after the solstice. And I absolutely love that saying. I definitely look forward to solstice because it's basically summer after that. It can only get better and we get more sunshine and more light. So I'm not complaining. So anyway, I thought it would be really fun to do a whole podcast mini series called Wheel of the Year. If you've listened for a while, you'll know I did a bonus app for Sawin and I had such a great response to it and people still listen to it now, which makes me realize that so many of us are really keen to reconnect with the cycles of nature, the cycles of earth, the cycles of our ancestors. So what better way than to do a Wheel of the Year podcast? So there will be eight episodes to reflect each part of the Wheel of the Year. And I'll give you a quick overview before I dive into today's episode, which is all about Yule. So if you haven't heard of the Wheel of the Year before, it's basically this annual cycle of seasonal festivals that are observed by modern pagans and they really do mark the year's main solar events so the solstices and the equinoxes and the midpoints between them and these festivals then they're based on the ancient Celtic calendar and they celebrate the connection between nature and between humans and it's a really beautiful way in my opinion to reconnect with your land reconnect with the sun because our ancestors knew that our energy levels revolved around the sun, how we harvested from the land was so closely associated to the sun and the moon, if we think of biodynamic farming, which I won't go on a tangent about right now, but Google it afterwards if you're interested in finding out more. And so the Wheel of the Year is divided into eight festivals then, and they follow this nature-based calendar. So we have four solar festivals, and you can probably guess that by solar, that means sun. And these are Yule, which is winter solstice on the 21st to the 22nd of December. We have Ostara, which is spring equinox, which is when the day and the night are the same. That's on the 21st to the 22nd of March in the Northern Hemisphere. And then we have Litha, which is on the 21st to the 22nd of June. And that is summer solstice. And then lastly, we have Mabon, which is autumn equinox on the 21st to the 22nd of September. 
And then in between the solar festivals, we have our four seasonal festivals, which are Samhain on the 31st of October. Then we have Imbolc on the 1st and the 2nd of February. We've got Beltane on the 1st of May. Then we have Lunaza on the 1st to the 2nd of August. And oftentimes, if you look at these words written down, they are pronounced completely differently. <laughs> so I will try and write some descriptions and ways to say them in the show notes if you're interested because Samhain looks like Samhain and Lunaza looks like Lunazad <laughs> which is quite confusing when you're learning about it through reading online perhaps or through Instagram but today we are going to be focusing on Yule and Yule is the winter solstice it's sometimes called midwinter maybe you've heard it referred to as that and it basically marks the shortest day and since the worst days of winter are usually to follow it is technically mid-year that's what I was reading from my research and I found that quite fascinating actually. But Yule definitely does have a paradox within it because just as the solstice celebrates and commemorates this annual demise of the sun's powers, it also is a time of witnessing its rebirth. And it's why Yule is sometimes referred to as the sun return. And this is basically a time when the goddess, she is bringing forth her star child. And Yule was actually called Mother Night by our Northern European ancestors. And especially for my witchy friends who are really into gods and goddesses and love to celebrate them. This is the solar god who by the time of Ostara will become the young man that impregnates the young fertile aspect of the goddess and then another star child who will succeed him in the following Yule will come along. So it's this beautiful repeating of the cycle of life and the turning of the wheel of the year and we often see this solar rebirth mirrored in our celebration so when it's the darkest time when the earth seems so barren there's no leaves on the tree it's a time when we do bring greenery into our homes so think about the holly ivy mistletoe I'll go into those a little bit later but holly is really good for protection ivy represents the faithful promise that life always endures on and mistletoe is representative of fertility I talked about this in my last sacred circle and we were also fascinated to learn about the meanings of them so I'm going to share that with you in a bit and by bringing this greenery into our homes they remind us that earth is going to be green again and although we cannot see the green on the leaves yet, we trust that these seeds are germinating, that these leaves are going to go through their darkness, their hibernation, to become green and abundant again. And if you're interested in aligning your own spiritual practice to the celebration of Yule, this is a really great time to go within yourself, to take that time to delve deeper into self-care, to meditate, to allow yourself to cozy up, 
and to be gentle with yourself. I've met so many women over the last few months who are saying, actually, I'm slowing down in December. I'm taking time off. I'm reducing my workload. Maybe I'm not even open for clients. It's definitely a time of the year where I personally feel really pulled to slow down. I struggle to get up in the mornings knowing it's dark outside and I like to go to bed early and I crave the carbs and the comfort food. So it's a lovely reminder that my body knows exactly what is going on but my brain is trying to outsmart it in our modern world. So if you're looking for some rituals to mark you then Think about keeping yourself energized with the light within your home. Can you light candles around the place to reflect the sun and to symbolize the light? I'm recording this now at 6 p.m. and it is pitch black outside. I have my nice cozy cup of herbal tea. I'm in a fleece. I've got a candle lit. And I feel very much in the spirit of Yule because. I'm embracing that darkness and cozying up and I absolutely love candles no matter what the season. So Yule is definitely the time for me to lean into that candle lighting. Maybe you can even light a candle for someone in your life. Maybe you can thank your angels, your ancestors. I often like to light candles with intention and gratitude and I think it's a lovely simple ritual to do as well throughout the day. And as Yule is basically this huge celebration of the return of the light and knowing that light will come out of darkness, what a lovely way to celebrate this by spending time with family and friends and community. And if you think about Christmas time, people often gather around Christmas trees and Christmas lights. So Yule is really impacting all areas of our lives. If we take a step back, we don't have to think as literally as it being only a spiritual practice. It's about illuminating darkness. If you're wanting to do some color correspondences, some color magic with the colors of Yule, think red, green, gold, which really symbolizes the color of the returning sun, and bring some of that greenery into your home. As I mentioned earlier, the Holly King rules over the dark part of the year from midsummer to Yule. He is God of the waning year. If you follow me on Instagram, on my Grounded Majem account, you will have seen I posted something about this recently because once I learned about this, I was so fascinated and I was going out for walks down Porth Carey, down Romney Park and noticing there were lots of holly trees and leaves and bushes around but there were lots of oak leaves on the ground. And so this story really resonated with me. So the Holly King surrenders his life at Yule to the young Oak King, who is the god of the waxing year. So if you think of the moon phase, the waxing is the moon becoming full and the waning is the dying of the moon. And so he is the god of the waxing year and his twin who rules over this light part of the year from the Yule to Midsummer. And each of them, they take turns. So one of them rules for one half of the year, then they fight for the favor and the love of the goddess. 
And then they take it in turns to surrender their life force for the benefit and the well-being of the land. But essentially they are one because if you think about it, they're working collaboratively so that we have all of the seasons. We get to experience the winter where we germinate the seeds, we plant, and then through that we get to experience the joy and the abundance of summer. And so I did a little bit of research about why we bring these specific plants and trees into our home. And holly especially is seen as protection, as I mentioned, because of its spiky bristles. And they said to repel any unwanted spirits. And something that I was really fascinated by was this concept that newborn babies used to be sprinkled with holly water in which holly had been soaked and it was said to have been especially potent if it was left under a full moon overnight. And it really got me thinking that hmm, holly water does sound a lot like holy water and it's sacred to holly, the Germanic underworld goddess, and it symbolizes this enduring life and this potent energy that we experience this life force energy. The red berries are said to represent feminine blood. So together, the mistletoe and the holly, they represent this sacred marriage at this time of the year with the rebirth of the sun god. And mistletoe was really loved by the druids because it had healing and protecting properties. And apparently it was carefully cut to make sure that it never touched the earth. This is because it was said to have magical properties as it was connected to the two worlds between sky or heaven and earth. And as I just touched upon, so the holly represents the feminine blood and mistletoe represents the fertile white semen of the life-giving male. So this is where the kissing under the mistletoe comes from. I love finding out origin stories of why we do certain things and oftentimes we don't even realize how far back they go. In ancient Rome, pine trees were found in many sacred goddess groves and they were really revered and respected and cherished as this symbol of life and rebirth during the darkness of winter. So they were decorated then as part of the midwinter festival of Saturnalia. Every day really is a school day, isn't it? So I hope you enjoyed this little overview of Yule. I thought it would be really nice to share some ways that you could celebrate some winter solstice and Yule rituals. If you are based near anywhere like Stonehenge or any burial chambers, maybe you could go along and see how they correspond to the light because I know so many of our ancestors built temples to the light. There is a really great show on Disney Plus. I think it's called Chasing the Equinox and I learned so much from it. It goes all around the world to all the different temples, so many different countries and it talks about why the people built these temples and these structures in alignment and accordance with the sun and what their intention was, why they were celebrating it, what the sun did at 
that certain time on that day, they were so intelligent. I'm always so mind blown and fascinated by what these people created. So I would highly recommend watching that if you're a nerdy, history, geeky type (laughs) like I am. So a few lovely ways to celebrate this time of year then, as I mentioned, light some candles, try to purify your space, make a little altar maybe, put some pine cones on there, maybe you can go for a nature walk and forage a few pieces to add to it or make a wreath for your home out of some mistletoe and some holly for protection. Just get out there and spend that time in nature and honor the sun as well. Take some time to go outside, get that sunlight on your skin, feel gratitude for it and watch a sunrise or take in a sunset, which I know can be a little bit more difficult at this time of the year. But I always find winter sunsets are so beautiful. I saw one the other day and the sky was covered in pink and it's very magical, I have to say. You can also take a ritual bath. Maybe you can even have a beautiful goddess bath and surround yourself in those candles, put some crystals around, some rose petals or essential oils and indulge yourself and make the most of this desire and this instinct to go within and to honor yourself and to have that self-care and that self-love time And also set some intentions as well, even if you're in the bath or if you want to sit in front of your altar and think about what seeds you are planting during this time that you would like to germinate. I talk about this a lot (laughs) lately, but setting your intentions in the winter is very important in my opinion, because when you have the energy in the summer, then you can already have the wheels in motion ready to go. And one final thing that I think would be lovely to do is to go outside and make a fire or a bonfire. If you have a safe space, you could do that. Gather your loved ones around instead of always watching the same family film like Love Actually or The Holiday. Can you go outside and have a fire pit and write your intentions out and burn them? This is something that the girls at Moon Mermaids love to do with Dawnstalkers. So if you're based in South Wales or near Cardiff or Penarth, check them out on Instagram. They're at moon.mermaids and they often have events going on where you can go along and have a sea swim and burn something in the fire pit. And it's a really lovely, wholesome time. And even these really small somewhat seemingly simple acts are all helping you to rewild yourself and remember who you are to reconnect with that wise woman that wise person inside of you and to really go back within and to honor your ancestors as well so I purposely recorded this podcast ahead of time so you've got a week to go and get ready for Yule if you're listening the day it comes out and gather some candles, maybe gather some greenery, make some plans with some friends and enjoy celebrating this season. I am really excited to go and see some Christmas lights tomorrow night. I'm going to Butte Park in Cardiff and then on the 21st and the 22nd 
I will make a little Yule altar and show my gratitude for the land to spirit, to my ancestors, because it's a really lovely opportunity to acknowledge the turning of the wheel of the year as well and to remember that after every darkness, a brighter dawn does await. And I used to love that phrase, it's always darkest before the dawn. And I really do feel like that sums up Yule. So this is your invitation to celebrate the season, to honor that need to slow down and to not force yourself into doing things, to listen to your body, to be kind to yourself and to be gentle at this time of the year. Trusted that your energy levels will return to full force once the spring arrives. So with that said, I hope you have an amazing week ahead. Please do tag me, whatever you do in your celebrations. I am so keen to hear what you get up to. You can tag me at groundingwithgem on Instagram. I am also doing a very special Yule Christmas holiday offer that I don't usually do. I rarely offer one-off sessions, but I know so many people love to do intention setting at this time of the year. I definitely do. Last year, I spent five mornings very indulgently setting my intentions, making a vision board. I had this little ritual where I would get up, I would make my breakfast, I would sit in my PJs at the dining table, writing out intentions, recording audios that I could listen back to and lighting a candle and enjoying the moment, just having a lazy breakfast. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely go and do that. Or if you would love some accountability, some guidance, let me know because I'm offering some very, very limited spaces to have a 90 minute session with me at a very friendly price. That's all I'm going to say. It's not often I do one-offs because I know the power of long-term mentorship and coaching, but I had an intuitive nudge and I've had such a great response so far. So you literally have two weeks (laughs) to book in because once 2024 is here, the offer expires just like Cinderella's carriage. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, DM me on Instagram at groundingwithgem to save your space. So all that's left is for me to wish you a happy Yule. I hope you have a beautiful week ahead and a lovely time celebrating and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for pressing play on today's episode. If you enjoyed, I would be very grateful if you could subscribe, download and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time.